Thanks for joining us for the weekend edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Each Friday and Saturday here on In Spirit and Truth, Pastor J.D. gives a Mideast prophecy update from an Arab perspective as he connects the dots of current events geopolitically with last day's prophecies biblically. It is our belief that the next event on God's prophetic clock is the rapture of the Church of Jesus Christ. It is our hope that these Bible prophecy updates will not only ready you and steady you for His return, but that they will also encourage you to share the gospel with others in order that the rapture will not be as a thief in the night. Today, Pastor J.D. shares with us the story of the two women who came to King Solomon who brought a nearly impossible scenario, a dead child and a living child. Pastor J.D. helps us see how this story relates to the idea of dividing the land of Israel. We'll be reminded that God cannot and will not bless the division of his land. Now, don't forget to stay with us after today's Prophecy Update to learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly Prophecy Update on YouTube. Now, here's Pastor J.D. with today's Prophecy Update as shared on February 2nd, 2020. So what's Solomon going to do? They, they are both claiming that that son belongs to them. So Solomon says, okay, I, I, I know what to do. Thank you, Lord, for the wisdom from above that only you can give. He says, uh, bring me my sword. What are you going to do? Bring me my sword. Um, and here's what we're going to do. Since they both claim that this is their son, let's divide it in two. Let's, this is a two-state solution, a two-baby solution. Are you getting this? The so-called Palestinians are claiming, no, it belongs to us. Israel, the Jews, no, it belongs to us. Okay, well, let's just, let's keep everybody happy. Let's just have a group hug. Let's divide it. And listen to this, verse 26, chapter 3. Then the woman whose son was living, the real mom, to whom the son truly belonged, spoke to the king, for she yearned with compassion for her son, And she said, Oh, my Lord, give her the living child, and by no means kill him. But the other said, Let him be neither mine nor yours, but divide him. Is is it just me? Or is this exactly what is happening today? Yeah, go ahead, divide it. Oh, you know what Solomon does? Oh, it's, I mean, they, you know, Hollywood, I forget Hollywood. What am I talking about? 
you know, if I ever, you know, if I, if I did get a jillion dollars, first thing I'd do is, well, anyway, that's a whole other thing. We would build out and do things, and it would be amazing. And then um, I would produce a movie <laughs> about this, because Solomon, when he sees the mom who says, no, 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 no. Don't divide it. No, no, please. And then the other one who claimed that she was the mom, said, yeah, go ahead, divide it. He said, that is not the mom. Her claim is illegitimate. Give the baby undivided. <laughs> they, they, by the way, for those of you who are hanging on by the, you know, at the edge of your seats, spoiler alert, he doesn't divide the baby, okay? Just so you know. <laughs> Some of you are looking like, what happened? Did he get no away? No, he didn't. He gives the baby undivided to the real mom who had the legitimate claim. You see where I'm going with this, right? I think for me, one of the things that I've had to come to grips with as an Arab, so-called Palestinian, is that the Jewish people are God's chosen people, and God has a covenant with the Jew. And He's not through with the Jew. But so too does God have a covenant with me and you too. I'm not trying to be clever here, but think about it this way. If God was through with the Jew, then how secure are you? Because He has a covenant with you and me too. So if it's not an everlasting covenant, which by the way, again, another spoiler alert, sorry, um, everlasting covenant lasts forever. Everlasting covenant. Well, if he has a covenant with the Jew, and it's everlasting, then so too is the covenant that we have everlasting as well. Point being, you and I do not want God to be through with the Jew. You know what's interesting, and my daughter and I are going through the book of Genesis together, and I just, I never tire of it because these are my people. <laughs> and God is very clear that He's going to bless my people. And oh my goodness, has He blessed the Arab people. God loves the Arab people. God loves the so-called Palestinians. But the bottom line is, the land belongs to the Jew. It's part of God's plan. It's part of the land covenant that God has with Israel. And by the way, just as a side note, let me parenthetically say, and again, this is where we need to use our 
our reason. God's given us this intellect to be able to reason. This is just reasonable. Have you looked at a map lately? Have you looked at a map lately? I mean, I was uh, looking at the maps, because the plan has maps of the proposed dividing state of Palestine, state of Israel, Jerusalem, East Jerusalem, whatever you want to call it. Um, uh, Okay, how do I do this, for lack of a better way to illustrate it? I mean, let's just take my my finger, okay? Let's say that uh, Israel is from the top of my fingernail down to the knuckle. That's the size of Israel. You know the Arab land, land that the Arabs have in comparison? Okay, that's Israel. Um, Oh, the entire stage. Yeah. Yeah, look at a map. This isn't about land. This isn't about Jerusalem. This is the destruction of Israel. That's what this is about. And by the way, I'm reluctant to say one last thing, because it's not usually the last thing, but one last thing. From the beginning in Genesis, this has been what Satan has been trying to do, and he will continue to do it, and is even trying to do it now. It started with Cain murdering Abel to try to eliminate what he knew was going to be the Jew. And here's how I get there. The Proto-Evangelicum, as it's called in Genesis 3.15, is that the serpent, Satan, will bruise the heel of the Savior, Jesus. The Savior, Jesus, will crush the head of the serpent, Satan. But here's the thing. It will be the seed of a woman. Women don't have seeds. They have eggs. The man has the seed. That is a prophecy about the virgin birth of the Savior of the world that would come from the seed of the Jew. So Satan's like, well, we can't have that happen. Can't have him crushing my head. So he has sought throughout history to eliminate, exterminate the Jewish people so as to thwart the coming of this Messiah. And he failed. He tried in with Pharaoh to get all the Hebrew boys cast into the Nile to their certain death. Save Moses, a picture of Christ. He could not eliminate him. One of the most dramatic accounts, talk about Hollywood missing the boat, is in the book of Esther. We studied through the book of Esther, one of the most I mean, fascinating books in all of the Bible. I know I said that about all the books in all of the Bible, but very interesting. Haman is possessed, I believe, by Satan himself to get the king to issue an edict to exterminate all of the Hebrews. He's trying to thwart the first coming of Jesus Christ. 
and he fails. And all go fast forward to the New Testament, Herod, butchers, I mean butchers, demonic. All of the Jewish boys under the age of two and fails. Go to the last uh, century, my daughter's studying about the Holocaust and World War II. Oh my goodness. No, they don't teach that in schools anymore, by the way. We homeschool her, that's why she's learning about it. And this Hitler is demon-possessed by Satan himself, I believe, to try to exterminate every single Jew alive, and he fails. And the Antichrist during the seven year tribulation will try again, and he will fail. Because the whole thing is, if he could somehow succeed, he will never. He could thwart not only the first coming of Christ, but then subsequently the second coming of Christ. That's why. That's the why behind the what. All right. Here's the question, and we'll bring it in for a landing. Why does this matter? I mean, Pastor, honestly, I, I came to this church today, or I am watching online because I'm really hurting today, and I'm really struggling, I'm going through a difficult trial. And the furthest thing from my mind is the president's peace plan. What in the world? I, I, need, to, I need some encouragement. Oh, oh, I'm so glad, because this is so encouraging. Pastor, have you lost your mind? Well, that, that could be argued, I suppose, but uh, no, I haven't. <laughs> How is this encouraging? Because these things must come to pass that the end might come. You know what this means? You know what this means to you and to me? We are that much closer. Oh my goodness. I'm looking at this thing, I'm thinking, Lord, Lord, thank you. Thank you so much. You told us exactly what was going to happen at the time of the end, and it's happening. And that could only mean one thing. You're coming. You're coming to take us out of this world. Can't wait. This world is not my home. I mean, the sufferings of this world, this life, are not worthy to be compared with the glory that awaits, and we don't have to wait that much longer. I'm sorry. I'm yelling. But that's what Arabs do. We yell. <laughs> so, Well, wait a minute. You might be excited. I'm not excited. This is a little scary. Instead of being excited, I'm kind of terrified. This brings about much fear and trepidation. You know what that means for you then, or for you watching online? It's a good indication that you're not right with the Lord. Because if you were right with the Lord, you would be as excited as you are ready for the Lord. And that's why this is really important to you, because you need to get right with the Lord. 
today is the day of salvation. I don't know <laughs> what else needs to happen. You know, I, I believe with all my heart that God wants to give everyone every last possible chance before it's too late. It's not God's will that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance and come to Christ. I see these as God just, I mean, the warning lights, the signs, just, you know, the time is at hand. There's not much more time. The hour is late. Don't delay, don't delay, don't delay. And maybe that's you here today or watching online today. And I want to say it very simply, everything that we are seeing in the world today spells one word, rapture. The rapture of the church of Jesus Christ. It can happen at any time. The description we have in Bible prophecy of what the world is going to look like at the time of the rapture is exactly what the world looks like today, which means the rapture could happen today. That's how close we are. And there's still time. It's not too late. There is coming a time when it will be too late. But now is the time before it's too late. This is why, in fact, not only do we do these prophecy updates to sound the alarm, He's coming, <laughs> the time is at hand, the hour is late, but we also end with the gospel, the good news of salvation found in the person of Jesus Christ and the explanation of salvation by way of the childlike, simple ABCs of salvation. What's the gospel? The gospel is that Jesus was crucified, He was buried, and He rose again on the third day, and He's coming back again one day. That's the good news. That's the gospel. What are the ABCs of salvation? The A is for admit or acknowledge that you've sinned and that you need the Savior. Romans 3.10 says, there is no one righteous, not even one. In other words, you might be a good person, you'll never be good enough. And Romans 3.23 tells us why. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. We're all guilty. We've all sinned. And now we have to be sentenced for our crime of falling short, of missing the mark, of breaking God's perfect law, perfect standard of righteousness. You know what that penalty is? It's the death penalty. And that's Romans 6.23, the wages of sin is death. All have sinned. We were all born sinners, which is why we must be born again. The wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. It's a gift given, paid for in full 
by Him on the cross. That's the A. Here's the B. The B is for believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is Lord. Romans 10, 9 and 10 says, if you believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead, you will be saved. And then the C, lastly, is for call upon the name of the Lord. Or as Romans 10, 9 and 10 also says, if you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. And here's why. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you confess and are saved. And lastly, Romans 10, 13, it seals the deal. All who call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. It's that simple. It's a prayer away. Confessing with your mouth, believing in your heart, acknowledging your sin, trusting in Him for the forgiveness of sin. I want to close in prayer, and as I do, I just want to give the Holy Spirit the elbow room to search our hearts. For those of us who know the Lord, have been walking with the Lord, maybe we just need the Lord to search our hearts, see if there be anything at all that is distancing us from Him, keeping us away. I think in this last hour of human history, like never before, (laughs) we need to draw near to the Lord, stop playing around. It's too late for that. Get serious about the things of God. Maybe this is a word for somebody here today or online. The Lord's coming. And it's going to be, I believe, sooner than any of us could possibly imagine. Let's pray. Father, thank You. Thank You so much. Thank You for the simplicity of the gospel. Thank You for Bible prophecy. (laughs) Thank You for telling us what's going to happen before it happens, so when we start seeing it begin to happen, believers will look up and lift up their heads, knowing their redemption draws nigh. And non-believers will wake up to the reality of the lateness of the hour and do something about it. Lord, I pray that if there's anybody here in this amazing church that I'm so privileged to pastor or watching online that has never called upon you, confessing with their mouth, believing in their heart, acknowledging their sin, turning to you, Jesus, for the forgiveness of sin, that today would be the day of their salvation. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thanks for joining us for this special edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Now, it's so important that you hear the purpose behind these prophecy updates that Pastor J.D. shares. The purpose is to see people just like you 
come to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. When you're right with the Lord, you'll be ready for the Lord and His soon return. You can do this by first admitting you're a sinner, that you've broken God's perfect law. Second, you need to confess that there's nothing you can do to fix this. You can't attend church enough, you can't pray enough or give enough money. There's nothing you can do to atone for your sins. Third, you must realize that there is someone who can. His name is Jesus Christ, and He is the Savior of the world. He gave His own life so that you wouldn't have to experience the penalty for your sins, which is death. Please, if you're listening today, receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior and escape the realities of the prophecies that are being fulfilled all around you. For more information about what it means to be born again into the kingdom of God, log on to InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com and select the New Believers option. Again, that web address is InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com. Now, in the next edition of In Spirit and Truth, Pastor J.D. will be teaching through God's Word just like he does Monday through Thursday. And then don't forget to join us next Friday and Saturday for another timely prophecy update. Until then, may God bless you and keep you in His love.